Mike, did you know that we recently passed an important anniversary in the media? Oh, something like, I don't know, the invention of radio or color TV. What, what are we talking about? Not exactly. On the evening of November 22nd, 1987, the Max Headroom broadcast signal intrusion took place. So I have watched videos of this on YouTube. Uh, this isn't the Max Headroom that you may be familiar with. This is something kind of super creepy, right? It's very unsettling. So before we get to the famous night, uh, for those of you that are not aware, let's back up a little bit and talk about Max Headroom, the character. Max Headroom is a fictional artificial intelligence character introduced way back in 1984. Headroom has always been portrayed by Matt Frewer, the American-Canadian actor and comedian. Headroom was named the world's first computer-generated TV host, but the character's computer-generated appearance was achieved with prosthetic makeup and hand-drawn backgrounds. That feels like cheating to me, but hey, it was the mid-80s. Poor Frewer had to undergo a four-hour makeup process to become the character. Headroom first appeared in a made-for-TV film for Channel 4 in the UK named Max Headroom, 20 Minutes into the Future. So we're going to spoil some of the film now, and we're going to fire off the well-known spoiler horn, so you've been warned, but it is pretty old at this point. In the film, Frewer plays a television reporter named Edison Carter, who discovers his TV network has created subliminal advertising that is proving fatal to some viewers. Never, never a good side effect. Mm -mm. While attempting to flee the network headquarters with proof, Edison suffers a serious head injury caused by striking a low clearance sign labeled Max Headroom 2.3 meters. Network bosses decide to digitize Carter's mind to build a computerized version of him to cover up the reporter's disappearance. But the programming is buggy, and the network decides to dispose of the injured man and his robotic clone. <laughs> Got dark real fast. Uh-huh. Why not? The clone ends up, through a series of events, being owned by a pirate television station whose owner puts Max Headroom on the air. After the initial software bugs are overcome, Headroom becomes a huge sensation, while Carter, the real-life reporter, eventually wakes up from his coma to overcome the evil corporation who is killing its viewers and created a robot version of himself. The film spun off an American TV show. It lasted 14 episodes during the 1987 to 1988 television season and was broadcast on ABC. We're back in the real world now. We're not talking about the movie anymore. The show was an extension of the film, following Carter as he exposed the terrible things taking place at the hands of an all-powerful media company and Headroom's wisecracking antics. I like that his clone and him are very leading very different lives, but the TV mm -hmm. show decided to follow them both. Headroom also appeared in a four-season British music video program, which was a much bigger hit than the American TV show. And you can go and watch most of it on YouTube at this point, which is pretty cool. On the show, Headroom interviewed celebrities between showing and commenting on music videos. Again, I can't think of anything more 80s or 90s than this show. <laughs> in the third season, Headroom interacted with a studio audience as well, hosting quizzes and introducing live in-studio bands. All the while, Headroom retained the stuttering speak and glitchy appearance first set in the original film. A fourth season was shot, but never aired. But Headroom did get an hour-long Christmas special, which aired in 1986. Oh, that's nice. Mm -hmm. In this show, Headroom never physically appeared. You never see Fuhrer, the actor, or the comedian, on set. Instead, he was limited to showing up in televisions and on screens on set. Headroom was even interviewed by David Letterman, who had a television rolled next to his desk where a guest would normally sit on the couch. I suppose I see myself as witty, 
Witty? Urbane. Yeah. Highly talented. 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 Hugely successful with a keen sense of style. Plus, of course, my own special brand of modesty. What? Uh, uh, well, I'm cramped. <laughs> you, you say you're, you're cramped. Headroom became a bit of a celebrity in and of himself. He was the spokesman for New Coke after the return of Coca-Cola Classic, which I think should be a story for a different time. That, we should do that. New Coke is, is interesting. In 1986, the character was part of a video game sold in the UK for the Sinclair ZX Spectrum and Commodore 64 home computers. In 1987, Frua appeared as Max Headroom in a segment for Sesame Street. He recites the alphabet with selected commentary on some of the letters. (laughs) I had no idea this character was so successful. And it makes more sense to me now why Headroom was used in the 1987 broadcast signal intrusion incident. So I actually did consider, so we're going to take a break now and we're going to talk about the the intrusion incident itself. I, I considered doing my best Max Headroom impression for this break but I decided against it quite quickly. You can make your next move with Squarespace, and they are sponsoring this week's show. Squarespace lets you easily create the website that you have for your next idea. And with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and more, they are the all-in-one platform for you. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. Whether you want to create a store, blog, or site for your business, or just about any type of website at all, Squarespace has all the tools you need. They have 24-7 support, and you can sign up for a free trial today. Just go to squarespace.com and use the code UNGENIUS when you sign up to get 10% off their plans. Start at $12 a month, but you can get that 10% off when you use the code UNGENIUS at checkout. Squarespace. Make your next move. Make your next website. So now that we know who Max Headroom the character is, let's talk about this broadcast intrusion. So as we mentioned before, the incident took place on November the 22nd, 1987. That evening, two Chicago television stations had their broadcast signals hijacked by a person wearing a Max Headroom mask and sunglasses. The first incident took place for 25 seconds during the sports section of the 9 o'clock news on WGN-TV Channel 9. This intrusion was only partially successful. The screen went black for about 15 seconds, then returned with headroom on camera, rocking back and forth in front of a sheet of moving corrugated metal, which was meant to look like the background used by the character. There's there's no audio in this clip other than a buzzing noise and an oscillation sound. And it was quickly ended when engineers simply changed frequencies away from the hijacked one. The second took place two hours later and for about 90 seconds during a broadcast of Doctor Who on PBS affiliate channel WTTW Channel 11. This time, the audio was better, albeit still hard to understand. The pirate broadcast had been pre-taped. The hacker rambled and muttered, mentioning WGN Anchor, that an anchor from that first television station, Uh, Chuck Swirsky, calling him a, quote, fricking liberal. The headroom impersonator started to moan, scream, and utter various random phrases, including New Coke's advertising slogan, Catch the Wave, whilst holding a Pepsi can. (laughs) 
Headroom then gave the camera the bird, courtesy of a rubber extension over his middle finger, while humming the theme song to Clutch Cargo, a popular show from the late 1950s and 60s. After making a joke about defecating on the world's greatest newspaper, a call out to WGN's parent company's other large media outlet, the Chicago Tribune, he held up a gardening glove and said, I quote, My brother is wearing the other one. Then after putting the glove on, he continued, But it's dirty. This one's got blood prints on it. After throwing the glove off screen, the picture suddenly cuts to a man bending over with his buttocks partially exposed, being spanked with a fly swatter while screaming before the TV station, thankfully, took back over. WTTW was unable to change frequencies as WGN did. The pirate signal basically stopped on its own. The station didn't have any engineers on duty at the Sears Tower where its transmitter was at the time of the hijacking. The incident made national news, and both stations were flooded with calls from viewers upset at what they had seen. And if you've watched the video, like I have and Stephen has, you would completely understand (laughs) why people were so upset. It is horrifying. It might be interesting to watch, but like, It's going to creep you out. Like, there's no argument about that. An investigating FCC engineer quoted at the time said the perpetrators of the intrusion faced a maximum $10,000 fine up to a year in prison or both. However, the people responsible have never been identified. Today, such intrusions are much more difficult. Back in the 80s, stations often used wireless uplinks to their transmitters as opposed to hardline connections. And the conversion to digital signals as well as the increased use of cryptography to secure these data links mean that we won't be seeing any rogue headrooms anytime soon. Thank God. It's creepy. Mm -hmm. Very clearly, the people behind this, WGN was their primary target, right? They call out that broadcaster. They make fun of their parent company. Uh, I wonder if uh, the PBS channel was just uh, the wrong place at the wrong time, that they, they realized they could break into them, and uh, so they got they got picked. Weird, though. Super weird. Yeah, I was very uncomfortable Yeah, <laughs> the whole time. Well, if you, dear listener, want to be uncomfortable, there are a bunch of links uh, in our show notes this week. There's a link to that Dave Letterman interview, so you can kind of get a feel for Max Headroom. Uh, obviously, a link to the intrusion itself with and without subtitles because it is hard to understand what they're saying uh maybe don't watch it right before you go to bed because it'll really make you have weird dreams Mm -hmm. you can find those links on our website relay.fm slash ungenius slash 39 when you're there you get in touch with us you can send us an email or you can find us on twitter the show is at ungenius mike is i-m-y-k-e and you can find me there as i-s-m-h until our next signal intrusion mike Say goodbye. Bye-bye. Adios.